Welcome to the sixth episode of In the Paint, the best NBA podcast out there. I'm your host, Lex Osborne-Adams, and let's get into it. Okay, so before we get into this episode, I'd like to address a couple of things. Number one, if my audio sounds a bit off today, my recording space is having a couple of issues per se, and it might sound a little bit off today, but bear with me. I understand it's getting fixed right now. Secondly, thank you guys. I've had a couple of people, a couple of fans reach out to me at my email in the paint, bball at gmail.com. And I've had a couple complaints that have said stuff like, I say, um, too much. And I re-listened to a couple of my episodes, and it seems that I have, um, said, um, a lot. So I'm going to try and cut down on that a little bit more. And thirdly, if I sound a little bit tired today, it's just because I'm a little bit exhausted. It's been a long online school week. Not long week, because it's... Uh, Wednesday when you guys are hearing this, but it's just been a long online school two days. My teachers are giving me a little bit of problems right now, but bear with me. I'm just a little bit tired today. So if the energy is not where I usually am, just keep that in mind. And lastly, I would like to say, if you hear that generator in the background at points in this podcast, it's just because it's the, it's the, um, generator that generates the heat for our water in our house. So just keep that in mind. I can't really control it. If anyone wants to use hot water in our house, that thing will turn on. I don't think it's the biggest deal. I guess with that being said, let's get into today's episode. Okay, so for today's episode, I have a little thing where I'm saying every team's best player 25 and under pretty self-explanatory. I'll be taking into account potential, how good they are right now, sample size, all of that. And going into this, I want you guys to remember that um, by 25 and under, I don't mean like the exact age 25, because you know, if you're 20, like I'm 12 years old, I'm older than 12 though, but I say I'm 12 years old. I'm saying like more than like the common meaning of when you say you're 25. So don't take it too literally. I mean like 25, not 26, you know what I'm saying? So, like, under, anyone who's under 26, basically. So, yeah, but 25 and under makes for a better title. So, I'm going to leave it like that. But just understand that. But, yeah. I guess I'll start with the East. So, in the East, uh, uh, we'll start from the bottom of the East and work our way up. So, first we have the Cavs. And... We had a couple uh, choices for the Cavs, and they were Kevin Porter Jr., uh, Colin Sexton, and Darius Garland. Ultimately, I went with Colin Sexton. I think it could have gone literally either way. Kevin Porter Jr. has a little bit of an injury problem so far, so... I don't know about him. We have to consider if through his career he'll be an injury-prone player because that comes into account when we talk about potential. Now, it was really just between Colin Sexton and Kevin Porter Jr. for or Colin, Sorry, my bad. Colin 
Sexton and Darius Garland. And I ultimately went with Colin Sexton because we've had a larger sample size. We've seen that he's a pretty good scoring guard. And I think the Cavs will eventually have to choose between Colin Sexton and Darius Garland. I think they're very similar players. I don't think they can run two small guards. Yeah. So after the Cavs, we have the Hawks. And the Hawks' best young star is uh, Kevin Herter. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm just joking. It is obviously Trey Young. Now, I don't think there's much explaining to do here. Great three-point shooter, has great handles, embarrassing all these vets, the young blood in the league. Yeah, there's uh, can shoot from basically half court. That's where he lives. I would say he he has some of the best potential in the league in terms of young players, probably up there in the top five when it comes to young players at, at the least. Um, also, I think he lacks he's lacking on the defensive end, but I think if you surround him with good defensive players, I think he can really shine on the offensive end because he's a great town offensively when it comes to scoring and when it comes to facilitating. Um, so after them, we have the Pistons, and a lot of these guys are 25, so keep that in mind. Luke Kennard, Pistons Luke Kennard. I don't know. I don't. I, I watch some Pistons games, but I didn't really watch that many Pistons games. I it, For me, it was between Christian Wood and Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard is having a great season on their team. Uh, kind of a breakout year, definitely a breakout year. There are certain YouTubers who love Luke Kennard, such as like Crispy's Flakes. I think he's he's destined to be a pretty good two-guard slash small forward in the league for a second, for a pretty long time. So I think there wasn't much competition for him there on the Pistons. Luke Kennard, their best young player, or best player under 25. So after the Pistons, we have the Knicks. Now, for the Knicks, it was between R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson. I ultimately went with Mitchell Robinson because the per 36 numbers say everything. Um, so many blocks per 36 minutes, pretty good points, one of the best field goal percentages in the league. And, yeah, I just think RJ – they're both great players. I think RJ might have a little bit more potential on the offensive side of the ball. But I think I, I think um, Mitchell Robinson really can develop on both ends of the ball and can really be a great talent for this Knicks squad. After the after the Knicks, we have the Bulls. And the Bulls' best young talent is Zach Levine. Okay, so this is editing Lex. Um, next day Lex. So this is me on Wednesday. Feature Lex from what you're listening to right now. And yes, I do realize that Kobe White is a young player on the Bulls, and I realized that he's a good young player, and then he was starting to be a great young player at the end of the season. He was one of the hottest young guards. Heck, he was the hottest young guard in the league as of the suspension, but I still think Zach Levine's the best young player just considering what he already is. We don't know Kobe White will bust or not. We've had a much larger sample size with Zach Levine. So when you're listening to this next section, uh, just 
just know that I know who Kobe White is, and I know that he's a good player. Trust me, I'm a UNC fan. I know, I know about some Kobe White. But back to podcast legs. And the reason why I chose Zach Levine, no, I'm joking. Zach Levine is obviously the best player, or the best, he's the best player on the Bulls, yet he's also the best young player on the Bulls. Um, I don't think there's much for me to say. Great scoring threat inside and out. I know his defense is a is a little bit lack lackluster, but I think he's a great scoring threat. I think when they get a, a better coach, what when they get a better coach, I think he they uh I think when you play for a coach that you really respect, that can bring a little bit more out of you. Um, yeah, Jim Boylan, just no, 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 no. Jim Boylan just not making it work for them. I think that the players, don't, the Bulls players, don't even really respect Jim Boylan when it comes to just like playing respect. You should respect your head coach. Also, I think the the Bulls should be feeling good. Some changes are happening in the front office. Bulls fans, you guys are finally happy or getting a little bit more happy. The hype starting to raise. I feel good for you guys. I've been in your situation, kind of when we have kind of a bad team as a Sixers fan. So I kind of understand what you're feeling. Okay, so after the Bulls, we have the Hornets. And the Hornets is between Devontae Graham and P.J. Washington. Um, I ultimately chose P.J. Washington because the points he's averaging on his efficiency is just kind of crazy for a young player. I think Devontae Graham, I wouldn't say he's overrated, but... I think he he doesn't really have the best inside scoring and because he's a little bit of a smaller guard. And I think he's shooting on horrible – not I think, he is shooting. He's averaging his 18 points per game on horrible, horrible efficiency. I think P.J. Washington is doing a much better job, frankly, when it comes to just making the most of his looks. Next, after P.J. Washington, we have the Wizards – Ruri Hachimura, and coming to in, into the season, he was the only uh, Japanese player ever drafted to the NBA, if I'm correct. Um, he's really showed people that he's going to be a, a great talent in this league for years to come. I don't think they really had competition like that for this spot. I mean, Isaac Bonga, he's under 25, I think. Nah, I'm joking. But that 2K card is crazy. That 2K Isaac Bonga card is crazy. But Ruri um, great, has been a very, very great talent this season. I, I remember watching the first Wizards game this season. He dropped like 18 and like 7. And I was like, who's that? <laughs> After the Wizards, I have Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan Isaac. Now, the only reason I'm really on this Jonathan Isaac hype train is because of my inspirations. The reason why I'm doing this podcast, the Through the Wire crew, shout out to you guys, um, especially Kenny. He's he's my guy on the Through the Wire crew. I love all of them. They're all like re- really nice guys. But uh, Kenny's the the guy who got me into to, to the Through the Wire crew. He's probably when it comes to personal inspirations, he's my personal inspiration. I love all you guys, though. You guys are very entertaining when it comes to podcasting. So for the magic, 
I chose Jonathan Isaac. And Jonathan Isaac, Kenny loves Jonathan Isaac. I love him too. I realize that he's actually developed on the offensive side of the ball very much this year. Um, yeah, he's a great defender, obviously. Great perimeter defender. I think this might be a bit of a sh- but I think, yeah, this isn't a stretch. I think he could actually develop into being a, a Kawhi Leonard type of player. And I know that's a stretch, but I think it's possible. So after Jonathan Isaac, we have the Nets, Karis Levert. Now, Karis Levert, it was between Karis Levert and um, the fro, the guy who jumps at everything, who gets dunked over but gets a, a quite a bit of blocks, the fro. And I ended up choosing Karis Levert. He had that one crazy game where he scored, scored like 40 or something. Yeah, great talent, great score. Um, I think he's going to be a very good trade piece for the Nets if they're really trying to build around if if when they're when uh, Kevin Durant comes back and they start to build around Kyrie and KD. Uh, so after that, we have the Sixers and the Sixers Ben Simmons. Um, Whenever we talk about Ben Simmons, it kind of makes me sad as a Sixers fan. I think whenever I hear the name Ben, I think, okay, first, 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 let me tell you a story. So whenever I hear the name Ben, I think the, the Ben on my basketball team, which is kind of ironic. The Ben on my basketball team, he's a great, great shooter. He's knocked down. Uh, I'm on the seventh grade team. I'm, I'm on the JV team, and the eighth grade team is a varsity team. And he played for the varsity team, and he's in eighth grade. And he was just knocked down, great handles, uh, which is funny. He's 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 like one of the best shooters at our. He's probably the best shooter, or back when school was in, he was probably the the best shooter walking the halls at my school. But when I hear Ben, I think of him, and then when I hear Simmons, I'm like, oh, I. Th- then I think of the NBA player, and I'm like, you need to develop a jump shot. It hurts when people when I watch a Sixers game and someone just like takes like 55 steps back from Ben Simmons. I'm like, you've got to at least make them respect you. Even players like Zion, even his first game, they made they, – you got to keep them honest. You can't just let them back off. You, even if you don't have the confidence to shoot it – actually, yeah, even if you don't have the confidence to shoot it, just still shoot it. you got to – you're an NBA player, man. You, you do this for a living. But – Obviously, Ben Simmons, great talent, uh, tall point guard, Magic John- Johnson resemblance. Uh, I hope he turns out to be Magic Johnson for the Sixers' sake. Um, I think if you surround him with shooters, he'd actually be pretty beneficial. But I don't think that him and Joel Embiid are really the best. That I don't think they collage or fit together in the right way. If that makes a little bit of sense, because neither of them are great outside shooters, I think we're the Sixers are personally. Personally, I think my organization, the Sixers, are either going to have to go one way or the, or another. They can't. I don't think it will work together. I hope it does work together because these are two perennial all stars, but I don't think they will work together. But otherwise. Um, Anyway, not otherwise, but like anyway, Ben Simmons is great talent. 
uh, debatable rookie of the year. I'd even say that, but I don't think there's much more to say here. I kind of went off on a tangent because I'm a Sixers fan. I'm kind of sorry about that, but no, I'm not, I'm not really sorry, but I'm just saying, I'm sorry. Um, the Pacers are after the Sixers, bro. Sixers, you got to be better than the Pacers. That's all I got to say. But the Pacers, Pacers, uh, the baby Sabonis, as I like to call him, or DeMontis Sabonis, first-time All-Star. There's nothing much for me to say about Sebi because he's baby Sabonis. Sebi. Um, bro, everyone start calling him Sebi, bro. I think if that can catch on, I, I'd be like, bro, I made that. I wouldn't even have to tell anyone. I just feel confident. I made that. Sebi. DeMontis Seb Bonus. Sebi, because he's baby Sabonis, kind of like Bronny. You see, you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? But DeMontis Sabonis, uh, really great player, can grab boards, can score inside. I think it fits very well with that Pacer squad. Next. So next we have the Miami Heat. And the player for the Miami Heat is Bam Adebayo. I love his name. Adebayo. I could say that all day. Adebayo. Adebayo. But Bam, as I said, uh, Bam, before everyone got on the Bam train, I was saying that Bam what could, could be a top uh, – or that Bam is a top five center in the league. <laughs> Shout out first podcast, first hot take ever on this podcast. If you are OG, you know about it. If you know, if you were here a couple months ago, you know about it. You know about the BAM train. We BAM fans on this podcast, you know that. Uh, I hate that critics back when he came into, in, into the league didn't really, I would say the draft clip, clip critics that didn't expect him to be this good. But first time All-Star, I love how on like, I love how him and Jimmy Butler are really sharing the spotlight and how Bam has just found a way to be an impactful player on both ends of the floor this season, um, scoring buckets in the paint, uh, also posting people up. That is scoring buckets in the paint. But I feel like he can post people up, and then what I was going to say is, like, dish the ball, one of the best passing big men in the game today. I think he's very versatile. I think if he could add a three-point shot, obviously, but if he could add a three-point shot, I think he could be a very, very great offensive weapon. Um, he's also a little bit smaller of a center. I actually think he might be playing power forward this year, but I think his true position is a center. Just imagine if Bam Bam was playing that small ball center. Whew, he'd be a great small ball center. If, if he added a three-point shot, I think he'd be the perfect small ball center. Next, we have the Celtics. Now, the Celtics have had a great season. Uh, JT. JT is the player for the Celtics. Bro, me, even me, a Sixers fan, I still love JT. He is one of my favorite players in the league for several reasons. And those reasons are because Jason Tatum, when he does his moves, he just makes it look so smooth makes it look so effortless. It's just like, oh, my God, I wish I was that good. How do you just hit that, like, little sidestep? Ooh, ooh, and then bang, in someone's mouth. 
and, and then just smile. Like, he, he looks like, bro, I, I did that. I've been doing that since I was, I've been doing that since I was a little kid. Um, I think he's really developed and matured as a player from last season. Uh, I hate the horrible, um, I hate the Jason Tatum critics from last season, I think it was, who were like, oh, everyone's just clinging on to those rookie season playoff moments, and he's not going to be a great talent. Bro, shut up, bro. You don't know what you're talking about, bro. Like, how are you getting paid to talk about basketball? That's all I got to say. But Jason Tatum, he's perennial all-star. Next Celtics legend, honestly, I think. And for the second season in, in the East, I... I chose, or obviously the second season, the Raptors. Not obviously, but the Raptors. I it, for me, it was between OG Ananobi and Terrence Davis. Ultimately, I went with OG because I don't know. I just think he's been playing really well. He's playing pretty, I with okay efficiency, scoring has had a bit of a points jump this season, and the Raptors have obviously been a great team this year, and there's nothing bad I can really say about either of these players. For me, it was more really tied because they're both more really of a tie because they're both really, really good good young talents. But at the first seed in the East, um, possibly, or he was on his way, at least in my opinion, to being the MVP of the league this season. For the Bucks, Giannis, Ante Takumpo. Now, the reason why it's Giannis. No, I'm joking. There's no reason why it's Giannis. The most dominant player we've seen since Shaquille O'Neal takes it to the bucket like he's what? Julius Irving. Oh my God, crazy. Can post you up. He even added a three to his game. Like, oh my gosh. Like, you know that Giannis card in 2K? <laughs> it's crazy. And they came out with that Shaq card in 2K too with that three. Oh my God, that's crazy. That is crazy. But back to they were the back to real life. Giannis has added a three-point shot this year. Probably about to be a back-to-back MVP. Has a good stance for defensive player of the year. And yeah, there's nothing bad I can really say about Giannis. He as all these players, is looking like he's going to be a force in the league for years to come. So that's it for the East, and I'll be right back after this little break. I'll be doing the Western Conference. Okay, guys, so I am back with the with the Western Conference, and we're going to start at the bottom of the rankings as of, or standings, or whatever you want to call them, as of as of the suspension, and uh, you, you saw how we did the first one. Let's just keep keep on keeping on. But at the bottom of the Western Conference, we have the Warriors going from one of the best teams in the league, uh, NBA Finals team, to uh, one of the worst teams in the in the league in one singular season, not even a full season. <laughs> but they have their best young player standing at uh, Andrew Wiggins. Not standing at, but their young best young player is Andrew Wiggins. And 
wigs, 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 wigs. I think sufficiency is a little bit of a problem. He's had, he's had a better season this year than he's had in the past couple of years. I think that if it, his head stays in the right place and he realizes that he's kind of now instead of being hyped up, he's more in a underdog situation where everyone's like, oh, Wiggs is a bust and stuff, overhyped. I personally think he's still, he was overhyped, but obviously as we're seeing right now, but if he keeps that mindset of I'm the underdog, doesn't drop trash, just keeps working hard, shuts up, and just like starts to to really get on that grind, I think he still has the potential to be a, a great second option, third option, a uh, pretty good defender because obviously he has the athletic tools to be a good defender and all that, athletic tools to be a good slasher. He already has a pretty good jump shot, an okay jump shot, and – he has he's gotten a tighter handle on the ball since last year, definitely. So I think he's actually on a better trajectory. I would have said worse things about him last season than I would have this season. So I think he's on an upwards trend, which is a good thing, obviously. Uh after him we have his old teammate for his old team, the Timberwolves. And the Timberwolves. Uh, their best uh, young player is Jared. Col- no, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's Carl Anthony Towns, obviously. Cat, great young player, looking like he's going to be a generational talent. Great averages. His team's not winning anything. Obviously, being the second, uh, the second person we're talking about in the Western Conference, they had that huge losing streak. That was crazy, but. I think some people think Cat's a soft player. I don't honestly think that. I think if to make it to the league, you have to have some type of you have to be mentally stable to make it to the league. I think he has guard like skills at a, a big size, so that's why he's a center. I think he could honestly he could honestly be the perfect small ball center. I know this would never happen, but just imagine if like Carl Anthony Towns was like the center for like Steph and and Clay and Draymond. Just imagined if he was the center for that Warriors team, he'd be like upgraded to Marcus Cousins, basically, and that would have been crazy. But obviously, that's that's like a big, big what if that would never happen. But regardless, he's the best young player for the Timberwolves. No debating that at all whatsoever. Um, and after him, we have the Suns. And the Suns' best young player is Devin Booker. D-Book, great scoring threat. Uh, not the best defender, but he makes he definitely more than makes up for it on the offensive end of the floor. He is an underrated playmaker, definitely. Um, I think having a big and having Ricky Rubio are really helping him a little bit this season. The Suns have been better. Nah, nah they're still kind of trash, but... They looked like at the beginning of the season they were going to be better, but they kind of cooled, cooled, like cooled way down. And I think uh, the other young player on this team who doesn't get that much recognition because two players in his draft class were are probably going to be generation defining talents and are going to be perennial all stars, and he he just doesn't get that much re- recognition. And that is DeAndre Jordan. I think Devin Booker and DeAndre Jordan actually fit pretty well together. I think that DeAndre Jordan, have I been saying DeAndre Jordan this whole time? DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton will develop into a great young player. Um, 
And yeah, uh, DeAndre Ayton it was the other contender for this slot, but he just obviously Devin Booker is going to beat out DeAndre Ayton. But after them, we have the Spurs, and the Spurs' best young player is Dejounte Murray. I like that name too. It's kind of like Adebayo, Dejounte, Dejounte. Uh, but Dejounte Murray, very solid young guard. Um, pretty. He has a nice handle on the ball. Um, I think he's a pretty good scoring threat. I don't think he fits the best with Demar, but I think. I think DeMar is going somewhere else eventually. I don't think DeMar I don't think DeMar is the best fit with Greg Popovich, but whatever, whatever anyone says, I don't honestly really care. He's a defensive player though, which I guess Greg Popovich likes DeMar's a pretty good defender, but DeJounte DeJounte Murray. There's nothing more for me to say. Uh the only other competition I think he had is I think Derek White is yeah, Derek White and that, that's really it. Um, after the Spurs, we have the Kings with the Air Ron Ron Fox. I love saying it like that. The Air Ron Ron Fox. It sounds like kind of like a glitch, like a glitch in the Matrix. Like the Air Ron Ron Fox. But Darren Fox, Swiper. I saw um, Jesse's interview with him. Lit. Shout out to you, Jesse. But um, he seems like a nice guy. Nothing bad I can say about him. I think Luke Walton's coaching style slowed them down at down at the end of the or at the beginning of the year because De'Aaron Fox and that team is definitely a fast paced, like not seven seconds or less, but close to seven seconds or less. Very fast paced, running the floor fast. It's not the type of offense that Luke or their team isn't designed to play the type of offense that Luke Walton kind of was playing, or at least they didn't play like that for the past um, for the past couple seasons. But at the beginning of the season, we were like, oh, we thought this Kings team was going to be eighth seed or border, border, yeah, borderline playoffs, eighth seed, ninth seed, like they were last year. But this year, they ended up kind of being kind of trash to, at the beginning of the season. But as the season went on, they got better and better. And as as of the suspension, they are the hottest team in basketball. So they still are, I guess. But they were they were dropping points on people's head. I think they probably would be moving up the, the standings pretty well if the season kept going because they were start, they kind of just got into their groove much later in the season. But after the Kings. We have the Pelicans, and I chose Zion for the Pelicans. Yes, I know Brandon Ingram's been there for the whole season. Yes, I know Brandon Ingram is compared to Kevin Durant. Yes, I know that Brandon Ingram has had a much larger sample size. But Zion, when we're talking about young players, Zion is who comes to mind. When we talk about players with with potential, Zion comes to mind. When we talk about future LeBron James Michael Jordan caliber players, Zion comes to mind. Do you think, oh, when you're thinking, oh, who might be the best player in in what? In in 10 years. You're not thinking, you're not thinking uh what's the name? Brandon Ingram. You're thinking Zion might be, or let's say seven years. In seven years, I'm thinking that Zion will be one of the best players in the league. Along with Luca, the Lucas and the John Morants and the Jason Tatums of the world. 
But yeah, Zion over Ingram, definitely. Both power forwards. I think Zion has so much room to grow. He's been a great player this season. He's already averaging 20 plus points. I think he can bring that up to a great like 28 if he adds a consistent three-point shot. Unlike my guy, Ben Simmons, he still keeps his opponents honest by shooting the three. Although he went that crazy streak of games where like where he didn't hit a three for like 11 games or something crazy. But at least he takes them and keeps them honest, keeps his defenders honest. I think if he adds a three-point shot, loses a little bit more weight, I think he'll be a great force in this league. If, if Zion hadn't been here for – if Zion had been here for the whole season, he'd be a, an all-star indefinitely. Um, he probably would have stolen mm, – yeah, he probably would have stolen Ingram's spot for the all-star game because I don't think Ingram would have had the averages that he had if Zion would have been on the team from the beginning. And I think Zion would have definitely been an all-star. But we also have to consider that Zion is an injury-prone player. I think – uh, not injury prone, but a player that has certain physical attributes such as his weight. I'm not calling him fat. He's a sturdy guy, but I think it, it, you don't want to have when you're that short. He's not short. He's six six. But when you're six six, carrying two two eighty five or two eighty five two ninety pounds, you're going to be in a Larry Johnson situation. And there's a reason why Larry Johnson isn't known as an all-time great player. You guys might not know who Larry, Larry Johnson is. Uh, Hornets player, grandmama. He, his back started to break down. And that's what I personally predict will happen with Zion if he doesn't lose a good 10, 15 pounds. I know that 10, 15 pounds is part of what makes him Zion. But I think he he wouldn't lose a bunch of that bullying power even if he dropped 10 15 pounds so i think that's my take on zion after the pelicans we have the trailblazers with anthony simons uh nothing for me to really say about anthony simons great young guard has a pretty good handle on the ball can shoot the three all right all right um definitely is learning from dame we can tell um, I think he might, if they trade Dame, I don't think they will because Dame is so, has been so, has been so loyal to the franchise and has put his heart into the franchise. But if they were to trade Dame, I would feel confident with, with him starting as my point guard. After him, we have, uh, the, probably one of the top two young point guards in the league, Ja Morant for the Grizzlies. And nothing bad I can say about him. Trying to poster literally every player in the league. Trying to uh, just goes up and bang. Ah, and starts screaming. But he's trying to. One of those posters, if one of those goes down, I'm going to be like, tell my children. I'm going to be like, I remember John Morant when he postered whoever. When he posted Zion. They'd be like, John Morant? John Morant? The... The greatest player? No, I'm joking. They're gonna be like John Moran, probably the the best point guard of all time. That's possible. I don't think I'm not saying that that's gonna happen, but it's possible. But John Moran, great athleticism, great, 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 very tight and handle on the ball has a pretty good outside shot. He's definitely a jump shooter because he jumps 
off the floor when he uh, shoots. Not saying that that's like not regular because everyone jumps a little bit, but he jumps a little bit higher than most. Um, as I already said, tight handle on the ball, flashy player, can dunk, can pull up from mid-range, can shoot the three, can uh, dish some assists. Nothing bad I can say about him. He has another young, uh, his young duo mate, uh, Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, was also, I guess, in contention for this, but I think John Morant definitely has more potential and is already the face of that franchise at such a young age. After the Grizzlies, we have an even better young talent, Luka Doncic for the Mavs. And uh, the reason why Luka Doncic, there's no reason why. If you've literally watched the Mavericks game, you know why. If you've literally talked to anyone about who the best young players in the league are, you know why. You, you I don't even need to explain this, but I will. He has a pretty good outside shot, pretty tight hand on the ball, can throw dimes, actually has underrated athleticism, has great balance, can throw the craziest passes in the world, as I like to call him and other people like to call him. Luca Magic. He's very magic. Um, first time All-Star this year. I think I haven't seen anything like that I can criticize him about. So there's nothing bad for me to say about him, at least as of yet. Maybe eventually he'll choke a playoff series. Not, I'm not saying that he will, but maybe eventually he won't come up in the clutch. But what I've seen so far is that he's a pretty clutch player. I remember that one game in his rookie season where he hit like a corner three, I think. Maybe it was corner two, but he hit a corner shot and like, and he got it off so quick. Oh my God. I remember seeing, watching the highlights of the end of that game. He just came up so clutch, but after him, we have the Rockets with Bruno Caboclo. The Rockets don't have the best young talent on their team, but Bruno, I think he's, I don't know much about Bruno. I, I, he, he more, he doesn't play garbage time, but He's not one of their main rotational pieces. He's a rotational piece, but he's not their main rotational piece. I think he comes up on the on this list more of because of the lack of young talent on their team. I think he has pretty good potential considering his age and what his strengths are. I think he fits pretty well with the Rockets team, which is very good. I think he's helping them win games when they have been playing with that small ball more that small ball lineup ish. So. Nothing bad for me to say about him. I don't know the most about him, so I took a look at his stats. He he didn't seem like he was the worst player in the world, so I put him here because they didn't really have anyone else. But after the Rockets, we have the Oklahoma City Thunder with Shea Gilgis Alexander. I love this player. He looks so silky smooth when he's playing. He has a tight, shifty handle on the ball. His, um, he has a great jump shot. Not great, but he has a good jump shot. Um, it's a slow one, but he seems to get it off. He has nice moves to get to the basket and to create his own shot. I think he's definitely learning from players like Chris Paul and Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder, Schroeder. Um, and, yeah, there's nothing really bad I can say about him. He's had a, a, He's been progressing good throughout the his first season to his sec, second season. I hope he continues to progress, and I think he's definitely a future All-Star taking the place of players in the All-Star game, like uh, not like Kyle Lowry. I know that they're not in the same conference, but players in the All-Star game 
like Kyle Lowry or like uh, Chris Paul. Yeah, Chris Paul, they're in the same conference. So Chris Paul, I think that those are the type of players he's going to take the place of in the All-Star game eventually. And, yeah, after the Oklahoma City Thunder, we have the Utah Jazz. And for the Utah Jazz, we have Donovan Mitchell. And the reason why I chose Donovan Mitchell is because Donovan Mitchell, now there's no re a lot of these players it's like undebatable, but there's the reason why is because he is a okay hand on the ball. Uh he has okay jump shot. He has great athleticism, great dunking ability. Um can actually throw some great assists and has he's a pretty good defender. And I think he's destined to be an all-star in a couple of years if he continues on the track that he's on currently. But after the Jazz, we have the Nuggets with Nikola Jokic. And Nikola Jokic is very good. He has a great handle on the ball for a big. He has great passing ability for a big and for a player in general. Uh, he has a pretty good jump shot for a big. And, yeah, there's nothing bad I can really say about him except maybe think that if we were to return to the NBA season, Nikola Jokic's team would be the most effective because he's one of the players who has to play himself into shape. But moving on from Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets, we have uh, the Clippers with Landry Shamit. They're not a team built for – the, the top two teams aren't a team built for the future. They're more teams that are built for present day. But, yeah, so Landry Shamit, great outside shooter, not the worst handle, actually. I think he actually has a pretty good ball control. Um, I rate him perfect for his role. I think he fits well with the team. I think he'll be a really good role player in the league, like Kyle Korver or JJ. Um, I think he he's not a horrible defender, but he's a little bit small. But after the Clippers, we have the Lakers. And it was for me, it was between Alex Caruso and Kyle Kuzma, I ultimately went with Alex Caruso because of his defense and his offensive consistency in what he does for the Lakers team right now. I know Kyle Kuzma, when he gets hot, gets hot. Pause. When he gets hot, <laughs> when he gets hot, he's really on fire, and he's a tricky shooter, I would say. I think Alex Caruso plays solid defense, makes the right play at the right time, fits very well with his current Lakers squad, and I wouldn't say he has the most potential, but I think if he stayed where he is now, he'd be one of the, he's one of the best role players in the league right now. But that is it for today's episode. And if you like lists like this, then just share this with everyone. You know, if this gets a lot of plays, then I'll know that everyone likes it if you're sharing it. You see what I'm saying? That's all I got to say. But that is it for me. Be nice to each other. Remember, social distancing. Uh, make sure to remember your mental health. Um, that's key. You want to make sure you're mentally, your mental hygiene is great. Take some time to yourself. Do, do Try new things, guys. Like, If you wanted to start a podcast or if you want to start a YouTube channel or if you want to do whatever, just go for it. It doesn't matter if people think that it's bad or people don't like what you're saying. It's all about your enjoyment. I'm doing this for you guys, but I'm also really doing this for myself. This is a very, 
I really enjoy giving you guys my opinions. So it's really just about your enjoyment when it comes to stuff like this. So if you want to start a business or you want to write a book, just do it now. You have lots of time on your hands. But that's that's it for me, as I already said. And just be safe uh, and peace out.